0: Today, we're going to talk about relationships and not just relationships in general. We're going to talk about some signs to indicate that maybe a relationship is moving in a not so healthy direction. Right. And And one of the reasons,
1: one of the reasons we, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh,
0: go ahead.
1: Um, One of the reasons we want to talk about relationships is because it's January, middle of January, Mm -hmm. right? And we're in that season of the year. We're getting close to those times when eighty percent of our resolutions go that's down true. the drain. Right. Uh, I thought you were
0: saying we're getting close to that time of Valentine's Day. Oh no, no,
1: that's oh no, that's completely even, different. Don't even talk. That's that's way in the future. Okay. <laughs> that's three weeks from now. <laughs> that's that way in the future. We want to talk about relationships because um, typically relationships are on people's to-do list. They're on the New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm going to be a better husband. I'm right. going to be a better parent. I'm going to be a better student. And and we make these um, commitments, mm-hmm. goals, resolutions yeah. about relationships. So we thought, well, let's talk about relationships a little bit because it's usually on our list of right. resolutions for the new year. Right. OK? So we have three articles mm-hmm. that we uh, dug up today to that we'd like to discuss. One is, All three
0: are from Psychology Today. Psychology
1: Today, our, our friends at APA, mm-hmm. sort of. Well, not really. Kind of. Day. They're yeah. from all over. But yeah, they're all
0: over. But, mm-hmm. but, in in, we're going to kind of, up at the beginning, mention, that we are. You know, we do a lot of work as, um, as therapists couples in general. Therapists. But we do a lot of th- couples therapy and, right. and marriage therapy. But we come from the perspective that, and I think this is safe to say for you mm. as well. Uh, we come from the perspective that. You know, sometimes uh, relationships are very healthy, and uh, they go through some troubled times, and we right. need to work to rebuild them mm-hmm. and get them where they need to be. But we also understand and appreciate the fact that sometimes relationships are unhealthy, right. and sometimes the the most appropriate outcome is for that relationship to conclude. That's right. That's and so right. we we are um, very open to those. Various, various perspectives. We don't mm-hmm. hold to any particular um, dogma mm-hmm. or perspective that a relationship should stay together mm-hmm. no matter mm-hmm. what. Right. Uh, you know, we don't really uh, hold to that
1: right. idea. Right. Right. And um, uh, for anybody who's had a relationship, you know that um, you have that initial. Um, idealized view of your partner right. lasts about 6 to 12 months mm-hmm. but as the relationship grows and changes that initial fascination goes away mm-hmm. and you find little faults with each other right. and little faults can become big faults mm-hmm. so th- it's the natural course of a relationship right. okay so the trick is how do you know that a relationship has become unhealthy mm-hmm. or toxic we, we all you're all going to disagree you're mm-hmm. all going to have little spats right. okay Um, You're gonna have disagreements you're gonna you're going to be critical with each other though. You shouldn't be It's it's part of the human condition Mm -hmm. But the the goal is how do you know when a relationship has become dysfunctional unhealthy or toxic and then? Can you do anything about it? Mm -hmm. What should you do and then in the at the end of this discussion? It'll be some things you can do to make a relationship better, if it's right. a relationship that you want, mm-hmm. here are some ways to make it better. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: So we're going to start out with four signs that you are in a dead end relationship, right. and and that's the uh, that's the title of right. this uh, article. For, right. So that's not our vocabulary. Mm-hmm. That's the vocabulary of the of the author here. Right. But it is uh, signs that your relationship is is again um, heading in a direction that is not healthy. Right. And um may suggest that uh, it may be approaching its
1: end. Right. Yeah, you might consider these red flags. uh, Pay attention to them because there's probably something important in here.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. So, the first thing is that uh, if your relationship is moving in a negative direction. Right. And and you kind of alluded to this a moment ago. But if you're, when we're first together, Mm -hmm. when a relationship first starts, Right. we have lots of ideals, we have lots of goals, we have lots of (coughs) um, infatuation with Mm -hmm. one another. Mm -hmm. And as time passes, many times that will begin to fade, and that's a very natural thing.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm.
0: However, if that fades, but then the relationship starts to turn into in a direction of negativity, right? Uh, where the partners are, your partner or you are talking to the your your partner in a negative way,
1: right?
0: Lots of confrontation, right. lots of um, you know animosity, uh, right. a lot of those negative emotions that's a sign that things aren't very healthy. Yeah, if the
1: negative emotions start to outweigh the positive ones, mm-hmm. um, you might be headed in the wrong direction. Right. Okay, that's one thing. Second is toxic fights. Right. Okay, yeah. fights that are bitter and nasty and name-calling, that really hurt. Right. Okay, that shouldn't be happening. There should be ways for you to disagree that mm-hmm. are gentle. Okay, right. You, you if, you're a, if it's a healthy relationship, you'll find a way to communicate right. your, your way out of these difficulties. When they become personal and toxic mm-hmm. and name-calling and cursing, then you, it may be a relationship that you want to take another look at.
0: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are signs that it's moving in a negative direction. Right, right. If you're if you're seeing each other in very negative a very negative light, and if you have those toxic right. um, arguments,
1: and you know what we're talking. I mean, yeah. there's We've all had both kinds of fights, or most of us have had both kinds of fights. Yeah. And if they're becoming toxic, uh, right. Take a look at it.
0: Well, I like the idea of. Uh, you know, sort of a barometer is the the names you refer to each other. You yeah, right. refer to each other. If you're if you're cursing out your uh-huh. your partner or you're referring to him or her in you know really negative, raw, aggressive negative. ways, mm-hmm. you know, that's a sign that it's moving in a negative it, direction.
1: Because what you say reflects what you think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and the other true. thing that that if you're losing physical intimacy, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that right. again, another sign that if you're not interested in each other physically because we know that people have intimate relationships way into their 60s, 70s right. and 80s. So that shouldn't fade if you've only been in a relationship for a couple of years. Right. And if physical intimacy is leaving if it's left um, right. or leaving the relationship, that's another red sign that maybe this is uh, maybe the relationship is headed in the wrong direction. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, the second, so all of that was if the relationship is moving in a ne- negative direction. Right. Mm-hmm. The second um, key uh is it, that it's a dead-end relationship is that you feel unfulfilled and right. unhappy that's right. Um, despite challenges, your relationship should make you feel good right it should mm-hmm. make you feel positive it should make you feel as though you're moving in a in a happy right. good direction um, and if that's not happening it could be a sign that the relationship is in, in bad shape.
1: another sign that we frequently hear from people is that I don't want to go home. Right. At the end of the work day, right. you know other people say, "I can't wait to get home, see my wife, see my kids or see mm-hmm. my husband, see my children um, and we can't wait to to get to that safe place if you if you don't want to go home mm-hmm. um, if you're not looking forward to the weekend together, you right. know if you're dreading a weekend with your partner, uh, or you need to have other people around mm-hmm. you know the, the the real that you do enjoy being with, right yeah, you're probably another red flag absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, number three is that your tolerance fuse is shorter. Right Now, th- there's a number of r- ways to look at that, I think. Mm-hmm. One of them is, of course, you're just getting agitated mm-hmm. and you're, you're irritable and you're angry with mm-hmm. your partner, and so you're getting angry more easily. Right. Um, mm-hmm. the, the other side of that, perhaps, is that your partner repeatedly does things to really set off your fuse. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the idea that, um, you know, we're in a relationship we're supposed to be growing with one another we're supposed mm-hmm. to get to know each other um, better and better as time passes right. but as time passes if if the partner that you're with is engaging in things that you know repeatedly right. um, violate your your beliefs or your perspectives or mm-hmm. your opinions of things in a way that continues to create right. issues your, your fuse is going to be shorter right um, mm-hmm. but it's not because you're being intolerant, is because your partner isn't right. um, mm-hmm. being attentive and and really right. adjusting to things. Right,
1: but that's that's another good sign that uh, mm-hmm. you're you're much more likely to erupt. You know, mm-hmm. you're just you're quicker to erupt, and it's a little hotter right. than it's been. Okay, right. another good sign that maybe things aren't headed in the right direction. Right, and then number four.
0: And the fourth one is that you have a persistent nagging feeling that something isn't right. right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you might not. Be able to put your finger on it, but you just don't feel good about this right. relationship anymore, and you have to trust those instincts. Right. You know, it's just there's it's nothing specific. It's just that this mm-hmm. just isn't working right. as I thought it would, and you have this general feeling of unhappiness that right. you just don't like being there anymore.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that y- you have to listen to your right. to your um, your sort of subconscious. Right. If we, if mm-hmm. we go that yeah, much. and y-
1: and you're not going to be happy every day, of course. Right. Nobody is. Sure. Um, and you're not. Don't expect to be entertained by your partner, Mm -hmm. but you should feel good about the. You should feel good about being together, and if you're not, uh, chances are that this relationship isn't working as it should.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. So, if you're experiencing some of those things, you might. um, What What a lot of people find themselves doing is looking for reasons to stay. Right. Uh, And and. I guess it's kind of interesting to say it that way Mm -hmm. because. we often think about people looking for reasons to leave, right. um, but now I think uh, uh, what we're seeing more is that people are looking for reasons to stay and they right. they, they, they find excuses um, to, to not say anything or to avoid confrontation mm-hmm. or, or to avoid at least addressing right. some of these issues mm-hmm. and it just perpetuates things uh, even right. more. And so the next article we're gonna talk about are some of the um, reasons uh, some of the bad reasons mm-hmm. to stay.
1: Right. And anybody who has done couples therapy, or marriage counseling if you will, um, you've heard all of these things. You'll hear p- parents will come in and, and they're not, a, a partners will come in and they're not happy with each other. But you know we have the kids and we have a mortgage and we have this and there's financial reasons and there's family reasons and our families are entangled mm-hmm. with each other. So there are some legitimate mm-hmm. conflicts that you get into uh, that, that keep you in a relationship. Right. And we all know that whole thing about the kids kept us together mm-hmm. and when the kids were gone, the right. marriage fell apart. Absolutely. Well, the marriage fell apart a long time ago. Right. Uh, it's just that we held it together until the kids graduated mm-hmm. and then, then we could leave each other. Right. Um, so those are some, uh, and, and, and I don't think the verdict is in on should we stay together for the children. Right. Uh, that's a very personal decision. That some people should and some it shouldn't. Is. Um, it might be easier to stay together than to get divorced. Um, so that's not a question we want to try to settle here, and I'm not sure there's an answer for everybody. I think, right. I think it's going to be vary from family to family. Right. But there are there are all those financial, um, legal family yeah. reasons to stay together, but then right. there's another set of reasons that yeah. are m- what we call psychological or emotional reasons right. why we stay together, right. and that's what we want to talk about this morning. Yeah. Are those other kinds of reasons? Right. Mm-hmm. We should probably tackle that other set someday. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're struggling with, should I stay together for the sake of the children? Mm-hmm. We should probably address that yeah. some morning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, but now we want to talk about emotional and psychological reasons for right. staying together.
0: Right. So I- in the in the realm of Behaviorism. We have yeah. the whole idea of positive no. reinforcement and negative reinforcement and mm-hmm. punishment and, and and one of the things that we know, um, like, and uh, we see this in gambling. gambling um, right. it is this idea of an intermittent reinforcement schedule. Mm-hmm. All right. So when you play slot machines, mm-hmm. uh, you you put in the coin, you push the right. button or pull the lever, and the everything spins and the people will sit there for hours and hours and mm-hmm. hours right. and the reason they'll do that is because they know that eventually right. they will win and,
1: and one of these is going to produce something something don't know will which happen. one one of them is going to produce it
0: and so you can see, you can watch videos mm-hmm. of people sitting at these slot mm-hmm. machines for hours right now that relates to relationships in in such a way that mm-hmm. if you're in a relationship where things are not good right you're pulling this. You're pulling the arm. You're pushing the button, and you're not winning. Mm. But you're staying there because you know <laughs> something good will happen at some point.
1: That's right. I know this is going to pay off eventually.
0: Then it's, that's <coughs> not a very good reason to stay. Right. The idea that um, well, every once in a while something good will happen, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to stay because right. you know. Um, every once in a while, something—it's nice.
1: Right. You know, we, I read a wonderful book called *The Defining Decade*, where we mm-hmm. talked about it last week. And <clears throat> she talks about how easy it is to slide into cohabitation, mm-hmm. but how difficult it is to get out. And one woman said in a therapy session that the author talks about is, uh, "We were living together, weren't married, but I couldn't leave because of the sofa because I, I I couldn't right. get a so you know, it's silly reasons like that that we stay together." Um, this intermittent reinforcement thing is a very powerful it is. force. Most people want to stay together. If, if you've invested a year or two in a relationship, you want to continue it. Mm-hmm. Okay, So there is this urge to keep it going. So you find reasons to stay. Mm-hmm. And one of those reasons is intermittent reinforcement. Right. That We've been fighting and arguing and everything, but we went to a, somebody's wedding, mm-hmm. okay? We, we went away for the weekend, or right. we, we went on a family vacation. We had a great time, you know? So it's sort of, oh, maybe this can work out, right. okay? that Then you go back home and it
0: goes get gets stale and mm-hmm.
1: ugly again, and then you go someplace else at the holidays mm-hmm. and things work out. So you have these little pieces of reinforcement mm-hmm. that sort of keep you going. Right. But be careful of those, because it's very seductive, Right. Um, you want to keep it going, and so you say, "Well, that things have gone. We had a great weekend. You know, we had a great birthday party. We had a right. great anniversary. Yeah. So maybe I can make this work." But take a look at those between times. How right. long are they, and what's happening? Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And the other, the other part to this one is magical thinking. Magical thinking. thinking right. You know, we, we think that well, you know, <coughs> we're going to have this really good weekend, and all of a sudden everything's going to be better. Uh, right. All our problems are going to go away. Right. Um, or if you know, if we could just, if we could just finish. Mm-hmm. Um, you know this project, or if we Ren- could just finish, finish the, the renovation of the house. Right. You know,
1: as soon as we get the house fixed, it'll be there. As soon as right. the As soon as the kids are in high, as soon as the kids are in college, there's mm-hmm. all this magical thinking that is going to suddenly make things better. Right. Rarely does. Rarely, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. The second um, The second thing here is uh, the fear of being alone, right. and, and this is an issue that I think a lot yeah, of space, right. um, a lot of couples deal right. with, and mm-hmm. that's the problem of. Um, not wanting to leave a partner for fear of having to, you know, live by themselves or, right. you know, deal with things on their own. Right.
1: And that is a fear. Many, many people who are in relationships aren't used to being alone. Right. Some people have never been alone. They, okay. they, they leave their nuclear family and they move in with somebody. Mm-hmm. And, and so they've really never been alone. Right. Uh, today, college students, for example, they go from home to a dormant, to a college campus, right. which is, you know, 40,000 people your age. And right into a marriage relationship, right. so they've been together with somebody for twenty or twenty-five or thirty or forty years. It's it's um, hard to think about being by yourself yeah. all of a sudden, you know. But you can't let fear of being alone guide your decision.
0: Right. Yeah, uh, being being alone can be intimidating.
1: Right. Yeah. it's Scary. Um, mm-hmm. And
0: you know because you're you're dealing with you know, how am I going to a- afford everything mm-hmm. on right. my um, by myself? Right. Yeah. Just. Um, mm-hmm. But you can't. You can't stay in an unhealthy relationship because mm-hmm. you're worried about, you know, yeah. those kinds of issues. If you're
1: the kind of person who wants to be in a relationship, but frequently people fear about being alone forever. If you want to be in a relationship, you're probably going to find another partner. Right. Um, th- so fear fear of being alone into the future is probably not a, probably not a realistic fear.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now the third thing is the fear of never finding another relationship. Right, and it goes along with the same thing. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. I- you know, especially as we get older. We mm-hmm. when we did the talk about the defining decade, mm-hmm. we were talking about how you know a lot of stuff happens in the 20s, right. uh, a little bit less in the 30s, and even less in the 40s. And right. as we get older, fewer and fewer things happen. Mm-hmm. And um, when it comes to relationships. The 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 sea from which we can find a partner right. um, that we where we go fishing right. um, shrinks shrinks right. and and so the opportunity to find a partner becomes um, they become fewer right. as we get older right and mm-hmm. so that fear is very real for people especially mm-hmm. if they've been in a relationship for a long time right um you know how do we date how do I date mm-hmm. again how do right. I get back out there so I can find a, a, another partner or someone right. to spend time with. And it can be very intimidating. Yeah, and
1: people say, I don't, I don't want to go, you know, in your 20, when you're in your early 20s, you go to bars. I mean, right. Many of us do. When you're in your 40s, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that anymore. Right. And so you are thinking, well, most people are picked, you know, they're married or they're they're single for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, and you say, well, I don't have that many to choose from. Right. So you're afraid you might not find somebody else. Um, you probably will. Right. Okay. Um, so, again, this is probably an unrealistic right. fear. And it shouldn't hold you in a bad relationship.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is right. the fear of regret. Fear of regret. Right. And regret is one of those horrible words right. because it's such a powerful emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, the fear of regret is something that I think holds a lot of people right. back. Um, and it's related to the other ones, uh, the other right. three mm-hmm. that we listed here, because you know, I, w- I need to give him another chance mm-hmm. because I don't want to right. regret you making know, making a decision. Right. I don't want to. You know, I'm, I'm afraid of being alone, and mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to regret throwing away a relationship and then end up right. being by myself for the rest of my life. Right. And that fear of regret is can be extremely right. powerful, right. and we really have to to battle against that right. so that we don't stay in unhealthy relationships. Right.
1: and so it does take. First of all, these four reasons are really about fear. You know, mm-hmm. I'm afraid of. Being alone, being okay. So it's mainly about fear. You can't be afraid, okay. Your relationship is too important Mm -hmm. to let fear guide you. So go back to those red flags that Mm -hmm. we talked about earlier, and if your relationship has any of those in it, it probably is time for a change. And don't let fear get in the way. Okay, Um, you're better. You're better actually, from a psychological standpoint, from an emotional standpoint you're really better off being alone, even right. though it's scary, than being in a bad relationship. Uh, uh, no relationship is better than a bad relationship.
0: Right, right. And if you those red flags are there, and some of these things, <laughs> some of these mm-hmm. um, signs of uh, mm-hmm. uh, bad reasons to stay, if some of that's going on, it, again, that may be an indication that couples therapy or something Just like right that right. is necessary yeah. uh, to figure out if, it, if it's salvageable.
1: And the other thing to remember is that there are plenty of other people out there who have been in bad relationships right. who are looking for a good relationship. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we would caution, don't think about, well, I'm not happy in this relationship. Don't let happy guide you. Right. It has to be more than happy because you're not going to be happy every day. Yeah. You're not supposed to be happy every day. Uh, nor should you let fear guide you. Right. Okay. So so go look at those red flags again.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. So as we are wrapping up, we're mm-hmm. going to now shift mm-hmm. to um, seven ideas, seven strategies. Right for strengthening a relationship.
1: Right, if you're in a healthy relationship, and you've mm-hmm. decided that you're in a healthy relationship, you don't have those red flags, mm-hmm. you, you don't, you're not looking for ways to leave the relationship, um, and you, but you wanna strengthen the relationship that you have, which is what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. I consider this nutrition, mm-hmm. okay? You have, to, you have to be feeding the relationship. Mm-hmm. Relationships are never s- static. Mm-hmm. They're either getting better or they're coming apart. Right. And so if you want to keep your relationship alive, you want to mm-hmm. keep it vibrant, these are seven things you can do to make right. a good relationship better.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is called the expectancy effect. Right. Mm-hmm. And this, for I mean just for lack of a, just to put it simply, this is just being positive.
1: It It is that and it's also uh, My Fair Lady. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Pygmalion effect. The yes. You know, you, you you expect your partner to be Mm-hmm. Attentive, right. and decent, and kind, and gentle, and you have that expectation. If you expect that of somebody, mm-hmm. chances are they're going to give that to you. Yeah. yeah. See,
0: I ref- I would refer to it as the secret. Remember, that, remember that book that yeah. came out, the secret, the um, law of positive attraction. So, you, right. what happens? Yeah. Wh- what you expect is what you're going to get. That's right. And so, when <coughs> you are um, when you are interacting mm-hmm. with your partner, right. and if you Expect your partner to be lying to you, um, then everything <laughs> that that person says you're going to see as a lie, That's right? Whether it's the truth or not, you're right. going to see it as um, right. being dishonest,
1: right? And you know the the these um, seven that we're going to talk about, the reason we've selected these seven is, is they're all based on sound psychological principles right. and and effective psychological mm-hmm. uh, strategies, right? And this is um, this expectancy effect is. Related was first expressed and researched by a guy by the name of Rosenthal, mm-hmm. and in research we know it as the Rosenthal effect. That if you expect, teachers do this all the time. If you expect students to do well, they do. Right. If you expect them to do poorly, they do. Right. Okay. So expect your partner to be the person you want her to be or him to be, and you're likely to get what you expect.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. The second thing is positive social support. Right. Positive social support, so uh, engaging in, in having a, a social network, a social right. group of individuals that are going to help you, um, help encourage a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's difficult to do these, it's difficult to deal with some of these issues alone. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's good to have a good group uh, right. with you.
1: And also when you're dealing with your partner be positive. Give your partner what your partner needs, Mm -hmm. okay? If she needs support, if he needs encouragement, you know, um, so many of us are, you know, especially working women, they're, they're exhausting themselves between going to work and then they come home and take care of a house. They need support. They don't need, you know, she needs support, she needs she doesn't right. need criticism. Right. She right. doesn't need to be corrected. She needs positive right. social support. Right. That should be provided by your partner.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you do that through empathetic sure. listening. Mm-hmm. You do that through talking mm-hmm. and right. listening and mm-hmm. hearing one another. it's it's good communication right. um, and just good what um, and it goes back to that Rosenthal mm-hmm. effect of of, you know, expecting your partner right to do well, um, to, to be engaged <coughs> and everything and so then mm-hmm. you're going to be more engaged as well. Right. So
1: I like number three.
0: The norm of reciprocity. Right. Um, And I like the idea of one good turn deserves another. So um, you know, if you want your partner to to do well by you, then you're going to do well by your partner.
1: But don't expect it. It's not a quid pro quo. Okay? (laughs) That's right. Um, William Glasser gave a little, he he was telling an audience one night about um, his wife wanted him to stop doing something. Mm -hmm. And he said, sure, I'll be happy to. And she said, well, what do I need to do in return? He said. You don't have to do anything in return, right? Okay. I mean, right. I, I care about you. I care about your feelings, and if you want me to stop doing something, I'm happy to do it. Yeah. Um, so you can't have an expectation mm-hmm. of reciprocity, but you should reciprocate. I mean, right. if somebody's being good to you, you would be good back. Okay. Right. And if you're each doing that with each other, that's a healthy relationship. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So don't expect to be on the receive. Don't always expect to be on the receiving end. Right. Okay. Give a little.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Number four is (coughs) called cognitive reframing. Mm -hmm. And so the idea here is that if you find that your partner is in a tough spot, if your partner is struggling with something, Mm -hmm. if um, he or she is feeling somewhat negative and really focused on some bad things because of challenges Mm -hmm. happening in life or whatever, it's really important as the partner to work to reframe that. Look for something positive. Look for some other way Mm -hmm. to to look at it, some other perspective to come from uh, so that you can help. Pull your partner out of that negativity. That's right. um, and into a more positive life.
1: In our field, we call it cognitive behavioral therapy. Right, cognitive reframing is a, an important part of CBT, and we tell people, "Well, wait a minute. I mean, so your partner doesn't get the promotion, mm-hmm. okay? Well, that's okay. It gives us a little more time to be together, mm-hmm. okay? So there's a there's always a silver lining somewhere. Right, okay? had you gotten the promotion. It would have meant you had to work longer hours. Right. Okay. That would have taken time. So it's okay. We'll get the promotion another time. Mm-hmm. But this gives us time to be. T- gives us more time to be together. Right. It gives us more time with the kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's there's just always just reframe that. it. Yeah.
0: And and it's certainly, it doesn't mean that there's no challenges mm-hmm. or that there's no. No, no problems or anything like that. But it's you know you don't have to dwell and remain in that negative space. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. move to a more positive space. Right. Mm-hmm. Number five is empathetic listening and we kind of mentioned that a moment ago. But the the difference between hearing and listening is so right. important. Mm-hmm. You know, we do hearing tests just to make sure that all the right. all the systems are working. Mm-hmm. Uh, but listening is where you're actually processing information and empathetic listening sort of takes that to the next level and engages in some of those emotional right. uh, listening.
1: It happens all the time, mm-hmm. you know, in families. Right. You, know, you say, I'm, I'm talking to somebody and I think I'm being very clear, but right. they're obviously not processing mm-hmm. what's being s- I hear you, but I'm not listening to you, mm-hmm. okay? The difference between hearing and listening. Mm-hmm. You have to be an empathic listener. You have to listen with your brain and you have to listen with your heart. Mm-hmm. And you have to, there, I don't think there's any, there's very little that's more offensive than when you're talking to your partner and you know your partner's not really right. attending. I mean mm-hmm. that's that's hard to swallow.
0: Yeah, and, and, and a sign that that happens is you know when you're when you're <coughs> having a conversation with your partner, <laughs> um, and and I know that this happens happens part, of, all this of, is, um, part of this is part of this is just the nature of being American. I think sometimes, right. but when somebody's talking to us, we tend to focus more on what we're going to resp- how we're going to respond than mm-hmm. we do on what they're actually saying. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not empathetic listening. Empathetic listening is where you're listening to what they're saying. Right. You may even pause for a moment mm-hmm. Really process what they're saying and then respond You look at you watch some couples going back mm-hmm. and forth and as soon as he finishes talking She starts talking and then he starts talking right. and almost to the point where there's an overlap between right. where he's finishing and she's finishing and it's Neither's listening. N- neither right. person is listening to the right. other, and, right. and so of course problems aren't going to be resolved. Mm-hmm. Of course issues aren't going to be fixed, right? Because nobody's listening to the other person. And
1: remember, we spend a great deal of time in this country teaching people how to talk mm-hmm. and how to present. We don't spend any time teaching people how to listen. Right. We teach talking. We don't teach listening. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Number six. Mm-hmm. This was one of my favorite. Really good old. Uh, Carl Rogers right. um, and unconditional positive regard. right? It, it, it is kind of related to some of the other ones that we've talked about, but you know, you got to think, po- you, you got to expect the best from your partner. Right. You know, the if we're in a relationship
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we're working towards the same goals, right. we're living in the same house, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're paying the same bills, right. um, it would be detrimental. For me to expect negative things from you, it would be detrimental mm-hmm. for me to look at you and say, "Oh, look at that person. Right. What is he doing? What is she doing? Why right. is it? Why is she doing that?" Right. Um, when you only are looking at each other in in these negative um, ways, ways right. it, it's not going to bode well for right. that relationship because you're mm-hmm. not. Th- there's no. Um, there's no positivity there for the relationship to grow. Right. Right. So so unconditional positive
1: regard. Unconditional mm-hmm. positive regard. It's not I don't have positive regard because I approve of what you're doing. It's not conditional. Yeah. I think this is especially important with children. Yeah. I have positive regard for you not only when you behave, but mm-hmm. also when you misbehave. Okay. Right. It's not going to affect how I feel about you. Right. I might not approve of your behavior. It has nothing to do with how I feel about you. Right. It my regard for you, my feelings for you are unconditional. Right. Even, you know, we're going to fight and we're going to argue and we're going to disagree, but I have unconditional positive regard for you. Right. So don't worry when we f- when we argue, I still have and but you have to show that. Right. You can't just talk about it. Right. Well, you honey, you know I still love you after what you just called me? Now you tell me the right. name you just used right. to to refer to me and now you say I, no, I don't I don't know that you love me. It doesn't feel that way. Right. If you mm-hmm. if you call me those names, that doesn't feel right. has has nothing to do with how you how much you love me. Right. Uh, this has to be expressed unconditional right. positive regard.
0: And, and it also refers to mm. pa- having patience with yeah. the other. That's right. Because everyone is going to falter at times, mm. um, right. and, and you have to have patience. Now, not so much. Patience to the point where we get mm-hmm. back to some of those others where it's like, okay, uh, intermittent reinforcement, right. every once in a while, you know, he's going to mm-hmm. get it right or mm-hmm. she's going to get it right and we're just going to keep waiting and right. holding and, uh, and inviting time for that to happen. Right. But you know, the occasional um, mess up right. that's gonna ha- is going to happen and so right. you have to have patience with your partner. Right. Especially if they're going through tough times. Yep. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then number seven is to model forgiveness. and. This goes right in line with everything else that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want your partner to be able to forgive you and to maybe uh, overlook some things that you've struggled right. with, mm-hmm. it's important that you do the same for them.
1: And you know, <laughs> forgiveness begins with somebody apologizing to you. Yes. <laughs> um, many people find it very difficult to apologize. Yeah. Many parents find it impossible to apologize to their children mm-hmm. for some unknown reason. Um, you have to be able to say, "I'm sorry,"
0: yeah,
1: and mean it, right. Okay, um, I am so sorry um, mm-hmm. of how I spoke to you or what I did. I was thoughtless. I was inconsiderate. I should have called. But once you've apologized, you have to model forgiveness. It's mm-hmm. Honey, it's okay. You know, yeah. I, I understand why you did that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's completely understandable. Um, we can get it better the next time. Right. You know? So so it begins with an apology. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but you have to model forgiveness. Right. If you want to be forgiven, you have to learn how to forgive.
0: Yeah, okay. absolutely. So, so. <coughs> so we've kind of gone through a lot of things today. Yeah. From you know signs that the relationship is headed in a bad direction, mm-hmm. a dead end um, relationship. Right. Um, some bad reasons to stay in a right. relationship, and then right. some strategies for improving your relationship or, right. or, or making your relationship mm-hmm. more healthy. Yeah. Um, we're all in different stages of relationships. That's right. You know, some of us mm-hmm. are in relationships that are, um, that are really struggling. Others right. of us are in relationships that are just getting started and everything is like the honeymoon. And then others of us are sort of in that in-between where you know, some right. days are great and some days are not so mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Wherever you are, you know, as you're thinking about your and sort of reflecting on your right. relationship, mm-hmm. it is important that you, you weigh it um, in a healthy way. Um, critically. Right. Don't be, you know, don't say, oh well we had a great evening last night so our relationship is really mm-hmm. good, mm-hmm. despite the fact that we just had two weeks of really bad times. Right. Um, and vice versa. You know, if you had two weeks of really great times but you mm-hmm. had a big fight last night, don't automatically move right. your relationship into the unhealthy range. That's right. And, and
1: it's not about being happy, okay? Mm-hmm. So, if, if you want to say that it's okay but then we'd like for you to define what you mean by happy right I mean if you're not happy because you're not having an intimate relationship if you're not happy because the other person takes you for granted that's very different right. okay so define what you mean by I'm not happy because being happy has really has nothing to do with this mm-hmm. um, define exactly what you mean by happiness right. and then you can make decisions right,
0: right. yeah just as a, an example, you know when you think about a relationship, in mm-hmm. um, the types of relationships we're talking about, right. these relationships are partnerships. That's right. Okay, right. Um, and so partnerships aren't always great. Mm-hmm. They don't. They, everyone doesn't always see eye to eye. Right. It doesn't always work mm-hmm. that way. However, as partners, you have to believe that you're both moving in the same direction. Mm-hmm. That you're mo- both working to achieve the same goals. Right. And if you're not. Because that happens right. sometimes That's right. Sometimes our values change, sometimes our perspectives change. Sometimes mm-hmm. we present one way at the beginning of a relationship and we begin to change as time passes. Right. Those things happen. Mm-hmm. And it's not somebody's not necessarily someone's fault. Right. It's not that exactly. someone's doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. It's not that somebody was being deceitful or um, right. malicious in any way. It just means that th- that time has changed right. the person and right. that now they are um, yeah. they, they see things a little bit differently. Right. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, that is a very human thing mm-hmm. to experience. And so we have to kind of step back from this idea that, if that, ha- you know, that you're the same person when you right. get married as you will be, you know, 20 years from now. Exactly. It's it's mm-hmm. doesn't it, it just doesn't work that way. Right. Right. So um, you have to adapt and you have to, um, you know, again weigh your relationship mm-hmm. critically and in a healthy, appropriate light. Right. So That's right.
1: Um, nurture the relationship, yes. feed it, fertilize it, make it healthier. Because right. you're either it's either getting better or it's coming apart. So we encourage you. But it takes you. both people. But both people have to be in it. Too. You you have to have that positive regard, right. and it has to be unconditional. And Absolutely. both people have to do it.
0: Absolutely. Right. So. All right, that is it okay. for today. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid.